are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, there you have it. He launched his first company, made some money, made half a million here, lost 300 grand, now built an agency, launched five years ago. The agency processed 75 million bucks of ad dollars last year across 120 clients. He kept on average 7% of that. So call, or sorry, five to 7% of that. So caught, you know, about 5 million bucks of revenue last year, team of 30 on the agency. And then they said, you know what, let's start building software. They got five full timers building software right now. They've convinced agency customers to already start contractually paying for that. It's already at about a 1.2 million run rate. It's called Bird's Eye. Hey folks, my guest today is Ramzi Nassar. He is the CEO and founder of birdseye.io, spelled B-I-R-D-S-I.io. He's an experienced serial entrepreneur with deep proficiency in building high caliber teams to scale uh, hyper-growth digital brands. He's got over a decade of technology, uh, technology and digital marketing experience and is an elite internet entrepreneur and CEO, having enabled his companies and hundreds of businesses owners to surpass seven, eight, and nine figures in online revenues. All right, Ramsey, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, sir. All right, so what does Bird's Eye do? Who are you selling to? So we are a B2P identity resolution platform. Um, we are building a uh, B2B2C identity graph. What that actually means is we've engineered our own pixel. Uh, and if you run advertising on the internet, you're going to want it. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is we de-anonymize anonymous web traffic, we turn them into powerful retargeting audiences, and we basically recapture a lot of lost data that we've been trusting, you know, the Facebook uh, uh, pixel, TikTok pixel, Google Tag Manager, et cetera, to pick up. But due to all the data privacy kind of um, legislation, but also, you know, moving targets as to what's happening in that world, um, we've decided uh, on top of my advertising agency to build our own kind of proprietary uh, analytics um, and attribution tool. Um, so, so how's it work? What, I mean, I've tested a bunch of these tools where it basically says, you, you know, hey, Nathan, we'll give you the email of the person on your site from their IP address. They don't even have to create an account. That way you can email them and get them to like sign up. You know, they're rarely accurate, right? So what are you doing differently? So I've been uh, building internet companies for a decade now. Uh, I have a couple of exits under my belt and there's always a a commonality, right? Um, Big data. If you have data, you are in a better and more advantageous position. So we've been testing this product over the past year and a half. Um, We're still kind of in its early stages. It's not even open to the public. what we're doing you know, differently is we're building um, a fingerprinting technology. So it's a little bit more complex than just an IP address. There are more things that we gather upon the website login or visit. Um, like what? And, um, mobile ad identifiers, um, hashed emails, IP address, device information, screen size resolution, audio fingerprint, visual fingerprint. So basically, the browser omits a signal um, anytime it interacts with um, 
a, a, you know, a device and vice versa. And what we've been able to do is have multiple factors in addition to IP address, which can kind of corroborate um, who that person is. And in the background, we have a lot of these data feeds, essentially, um, alongside open web information that exists. And we're stitching together who that visitor is. So for the professional side of things, we are um, sharing you know, the PII, if you will, the personally identifiable information. And for I mean, the how do you get that though? Everyone listening to this right now is thinking GDPR, Europe, lawsuits. They're thinking yeah. Google Chrome's not going to let people just pull PPI off the off the screen. I mean, how do you get around all this? Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely a moving uh, target since we've started, um, but we are blessed to have several in-house counsels on the project, and also we're doing everything in a very privacy-first way. So you know. There's a lot of like B2B companies out there that exist that you can buy their data or license their data, right? You know, Rocket Reach, Seamless.ai, Clearbit, there's several of them that exist out there. And a lot of them use the same kind of waterfall of vendors that exists. But what they're not doing is they're not tying the professional profile with the consumer profile. That's what we're doing. And what we're doing to stay privacy compliant. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Let's say Nathan at founderpath.com visits a website. You're basically saying you have a way to tie Nathan at founderpath.com to nathanlock at gmail.com? Correct. How? Through a lot of data science and big data. Interesting. What well, what's the metric you track to track like, you know, basically accuracy on that? What's your hit rate? Um, right now we're averaging at around 50%. Okay. Uh, take of de-anonymized traffic. But for the consumers, we are not giving you their email addresses. What we're doing is we're encrypting it and we're allowing you to upload those back into the ad networks to have more powerful, targetable audiences. More effective lookalike audiences, which should drop your cost per click increase, conversions, etc. Right. So custom audiences, which then you build lookalikes off of. And the yeah. cool thing is, is we're also tying analytics and attribution behind that. So it's kind of the perfect marriage of who's on the website and then their click journey as they enter the website, leave the website, come back a month later, um, and you know, ultimately tracking what got them to convert. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I think what's interesting about this story is more about how you're approaching this versus what it actually is today. So you have successful exits. Uh, we'll dive into those in a second. But it sounds like you really are building this out of your agency. Talk to me about the yeah. agency. When did it when did it launch? Yeah, we started the agency about five years ago. It's called Doe Media. Um, D-O-U-G-H? D-O-E. So it stands for Data Over Ego. Ah, uh, uh, nice. And uh, we're really just a world-class, full-funnel, uh, direct-response advertising agency. We've, uh, you know, spent well over $150 million dollars um we've that's all time managed through the platform yeah yeah and um in 2020 uh i guess 2022 or 2023 uh we surpassed just you know over 75 million dollars just in that year so that statistic isn't even updated so last year you did 75 million bucks in ad spend management through the platform right and we generated around 600 million excluding our newest and largest client alibaba and do you take are, do you how do you price your fee is yeah, it based a percent up to 75 million 
Exactly. We just take a percent or a fixed retainer, whichever is greater, essentially. Interesting. So what did that percentage generally average out to on the 75 million? Three, four percent? Um, on average, it's like seven to eight percent. Okay. So so what is that? You guys did about five and a half, six million in revenue last year? Give or take, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. And how many folks were on the team? Uh right now we're at about 30 people in the okay. States. Is that good agency revenue per employee? I just don't know. Uh, from what we've seen and what we've mapped uh, that exists out there, yeah. We're operating at about a 50, 55% margin. What is that though? 5 million divided by 30 employees. It's like, a, what is it? 166,000 bucks in revenue per employee for an agency. It feels pretty healthy. Give or take, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so, so you launched the agency, you said five years ago, I'm guessing 2018? Yep, right around then. And... Now we're over 120 uh, partners uh, worldwide. We work. What does that with mean? Oh, customers, clients. Yeah, yeah. We, we like to call them partners because they truly are. We have uh, you know little uh, engagement commitments. We have 90 day engagements, and then it's month to month. So uh, we're boasting about an 85 percent retention rate since yep. our inception. So we really do a lot of quality work, and that's because I started this from a necessity perspective as an entrepreneur you know building uh, technology and direct to consumer businesses like i was the actual one that was you know looking at the ebitda looking at the pnl every day you know in the warehouse with the teams um, and i feel like there's a lot of you know agencies out there that don't have that hands on experience um, and are more just like media buyers uh, so we like to take kind of that full approach um, to working with brands. And I would say the majority of our portfolio is direct to consumer. Um, so we work with a lot of, you know, Shopify stores, big commerce, Magento, et cetera. Um, but well, well, that all, that all makes sense. Walk me through. I want to understand though, when was the moment for you where you said it's worth investing soft resources to start building bird's eye? And how did you do that? Did you hire full-time engineers just for that? Or did you pull people out of the agency? Two years ago, about two years ago, like today, pretty much this week, um, we had heard that, you know, iOS 14 was coming out. Um, there was like, you know, murmurs going on at Meta. Um, as a Meta preferred business partner, we work pretty hands on with them. And we knew that the efficacy of campaigns was going to drop, not just for us, right? Everyone. Um, it was going to get harder. And so then, what do you, you know, do? Do you hire engineers though, external, or you move them over from the agency? So we don't have engineers at the agency, like hardcore okay. engineers. So my background's in technology. I built another company called Swagify.com. Um, it's a 120,000 square foot facility in Houston, Texas. It's a print-on-demand platform. Um, we do that, that one does about $25 million a year. When did you uh, launch that one? Which year? Uh, Swagify was launched, uh, just under two years ago. All right. So 2019, something like that, 2020. Yep. Yep. And I'm basically just the CMO of it. Now our agency runs it, you know, the eight, the, the marketing side of it. And I sit on the board there. Who, who well, owns the other 80% of that business? Uh, a friend of mine named, uh, Akil. Akil owns 80%. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, I guess, okay. So, so did you pull yeah, engineers so, off of Swagify? Yeah. So, so no, so I had, um, met my old CTO in college when I was like 19, 20 years old. Uh, and we were building websites in the past 
and to, you know, tried our hand at a couple different tech companies. You know, some of them worked out, some of them didn't. Prolific, um, thread up. I mean, give us the quick rundown. What worked, yeah, what didn't. Thread me up, thread me up, took it to like $17.5 million in about a little under three years. That was my first real like go at it. Uh, you know, go at building like a technology platform. Um, but you know, at a, at 22 years old, having that much growth and not much experience that actually imploded, uh, at the end of the day. Um, so you made no money off that one, no money off of it. In fact, I actually went bankrupt and I don't think people talk enough about their failures. So. Well, why? I mean, you led with, hey, it hit 17.5 million bucks in revenue. People are going to be thinking, well, what do you mean it went bankrupt? You had 17.5. So was it not real revenue or what? It was real revenue. But, um, you know, we had a lot of, uh, we had physical goods that we were delivering behind it. We had ah, uh, so really shitty margins. Yeah. Bad margins. It started to get cannibalized by, you know, vertical manufacturers. Um, and we just didn't, you know, adapt fast enough to. And then uh, prolific happened after Thread Me Up. Yep. And then Prolific, which is now Doe Media, happened after Thread Me Up. Oh, Prolific. Uh, okay, got it. Prolific was a, basically V1 of, of, of Doe Media. Right. Exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, have you, ha I mean, you have a lot of experience sort of starting companies. Have you had what you would consider sort of a successful exit where you made money off it or you just know what not to do because yeah. you've made a bunch of mistakes? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Swagify was built from that idea of, of Thread Me Up, but it wasn't like, um, uh, the same model. So my CTO and I just built that, um, after, you know, thread me up died essentially. And we ended up selling it to this company in Texas, um, which, which is now Swagify. Um, Oh, so, you sold it to Swagify. Yeah. Uh, not thread me up a different app that we had built. Uh, oh, what was that app called? That was called fulfill full F U L fulfill. Like it sounds like. Yep, exactly. Interesting. And you bootstrapped uh, and Fulfill or you raised money for it? We bootstrapped it. It was just me and my CTO at the time. Uh, and what did you sell it for to, to thread me up for? Uh, to, to Swagify. Sorry, yeah. Um, he doesn't want us to disclose that information, but it was north of seven figures. Uh, when, what year did you sell it? Uh, in around um, 2000, right, right before 2019, 2018, 2019, somewhere in between then. Which and is you when own fifty percent of the app. Uh, now I own twenty percent of it. No, no, of fulfilled though. Before you sold it, how much did you yeah. own? You had fifty. Yeah. Yep. Okay, got it. So if you sold it for call it more than a million bucks, it's fair to say you walked away with something like five hundred grand, something like that. Yep. And then you pour and that into Thread Me Up, Prolific, etc. Thread Me Up's gone at this point. Yeah, I know. Uh, but did you lose half a million bucks? How much did you lose personally on Thread Me Up? Uh. Yeah, on Thread Me Up, I lost personally like over three hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, thanks for sharing that. That sucks, but you know it's part yeah. of the journey. <laughs> hey man, every everyone wants to talk about the the successes and and not the failures, but you know you learn a lot through your 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 losses. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, and so you get going in real quick. Uh, two years ago during COVID, we also launched a venture fund out of the agency. Um, and we had incubated uh, a company called soilandclay.com. Um, and that was just exited in February. I can't disclose. They don't allow me to disclose how much that was, but it was a healthy exit. Mm -hmm. How much did you, um, was that 100% owned by the, by the agency? 
Yeah, the, the the agency, like, and and my partners at the agency. So yeah. And that was soilandclay.com? Yep, it's now called yarden.com. Um, oh, Yarden, okay. Yeah, it, it was basically a direct-to-consumer greenhouse during the height of the pandemic. Well, that's uh, that's very good timing. Yeah, that so was a that was De- that was a the company called Dela acquired acquired Yarden, right? Um, no, a company called Indrio Brands acquired. Oh, Solo. okay, in interesting. Florida. Okay, very cool. Uh, did you make? A, I mean, you get rich off that, or no? It's sort of a whatever an aqua hire. Uh, I made money. I wouldn't say All I right. got rich, but but it helped me All fuel right. further ideas. So you pour more of that back sort of into the agency and Bird's Eye. I guess walk fast forward now today. How many folks are working full time on Bird's Eye? Uh, we have a team of five right now. Engineers yeah. mainly. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and and what's the plan? Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you get it out? I mean, when do you, when do you open this to the public if at all? So we've been incubating it from within the agency, meaning we're kind of testing it on, on our agency brands, uh, to make sure before we open it up that we're comfortable with it essentially. So mm-hmm. You know, if you if if you do the math, you know our average ticket um, is anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars a month. We have over a hundred clients at the agency, so the MRR is kind of there already to build the platform. Um, yeah, without- I mean, they're not playing for the so. I mean, you're basically saying right now our agency margins are fifty percent. Adding in this new layer of technology, maybe we can juice those to sixty or seventy percent and make more money. Yeah. It's it is it is a separate entity and I and basically our trajectory there uh, is three three million after it's fully built, which is in about four to six months. Um, in in that first year after it's built, eight million year two, and then twenty ish million year three and, and beyond. What does that mean? Three million in year one. How many agency customers does that mean you have buying Bird's Eye? That would be beyond the agency, but that would be uh, pretty much. Um, what we have is about 80 agency clients ready to, to use it. We have it installed on about 18. It's a very high sell through rate. I mean, you're effectively saying you think 80 out of 120 customers are going to, you're going to be able to cross sell and from your agency into the SaaS product. Yeah. They, they've all already committed to it. We're just, you know, signed contracts they've paid. Yep. They've prepaid the software fee on bird's eye, not prepaid the agency dollars. Correct. Okay. So what are you charging for prepayments on bird's eye? So it it depends on how many how how much web traffic you get. Yep. Um, so it's 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 like a dynamic pricing model. The average ticket right now is five hundred dollars a month. So how much money? And don't don't like really tell me actually close like sign deals for just the technology, not agency revenue, just bird's yep. eye. What is the run rate today? Around one point two million. Okay, interesting. Across how many folks have signed? Uh, let me open it up. Probably what. 15, 20, 30, something like that. It's I'm I'm looking at the spreadsheet right now. I'm opening it. I don't want to say anything false. No, I mean, I like I want other people to learn the strategy who are running an agency. I mean, so what do you tell these people? You say it's not live yet, it's gonna be live in a couple months. We want you to prepay 30 grand right now, and they they wire you the money and sign the contract. We're not doing it in annuals, we're doing it in monthly. So, you know, it's they can delete, you know, they can deinstall it essentially and leave if they want. But what it's helping us do is lower their customer acquisition cost and get more data from their already existing advertising spend. 
So, so how many that are signed up? Um, there's 80 right now. 80. So there's 80, there's 80 agency customers that are already paying monthly fees for our bird's eye. Yep. Okay. So what did you mean earlier when you said you haven't launched it yet? I mean, it sounds like you have real revenue over there. Yeah. I mean, we, okay. We've launched it in a closed environment, I should say. Yeah. I mean, 80 oh, customers paying on average 1,250 per month gets you to the 1.2 million run rate. Yep. And some of them are smaller at like 500. Some of them are bigger. We have some clients that have, you know, 5 million UVs a month on their website. So they pay a lot more than that. Um, but we're yep. really honestly still ironing out like the, the cost model to service that. And, and how, what's the, what's the cap table at bird's eye look like? Does the agency own like 80% of it? And then like you own the other 20% or how do you structure it? Um, we have, uh, myself and my two agency partners are owners in it. We have a private equity fund who we work with in our venture fund that owns a few percent of it. Did they put uh, in dollar capital they invested? Uh, we are contemplating raising money right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the three agency partners really own 85, 90%. And then there's some other points scattered around PE firms and elsewhere. And technology. What do you mean technology? Uh, A fractional CTO and then a cheap Uh, data officer. I see. Uh, That's of the six full-timers right now. Five full-timers right now. Very cool, Ramsey. Well, I love this story here. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite book? Tipping point. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Salim Basul. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building uh, bird's eye? GitHub. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <sighs> that's a moving target. Uh, man, I don't know, five to seven. No, that's not terrible. What's your situation? Married, single, kids? Single. No kids. How old are you? No kids. 32. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. You don't need to have all the answers. Losing is not losing. It's lessons learned. Build on top of it and adapt. Guys, there you have it. He launched his first company, made some money, made half a million here, lost 300 grand, now built an agency, launched five years ago. The agency processed 75 million bucks of ad dollars last year across 120 clients. He kept on average 7% of that. So caught, or sorry, five to 7% of that. So caught, you know, about 5 million bucks of revenue last year, team of 30 on the agency. And then they said, you know what, let's start building software. They got five full timers building software right now. They've convinced agency customers to already start contractually paying for that. It's already at about a 1.2 million run rate. It's called Bird's Eye. Check it out, Ramsey. Thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks. Appreciate it, man.